even better. Yeah, even yeah. better. All right, that's good. Uh, cue music now. <laughs> good night. All right, all right. This is the intro to the show that we're about to record. Um, do a dad joke. You like how I teased that? Uh, I did. I did. Oh, like no that. one's going to know for another five minutes what this is about. Hit it. What? What? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, do, do another dad joke. Oh, I'll do another one. <clears throat> right. How does the Buddhist monk send his email? Um, Gmail. No, he removes all his attachments. <laughs> uh, return to sender. Welcome to West Bipod, a show that we're literally contracted to do 500 more episodes of. That's right. It's a show of two dads telling dad jokes. That's right. We'll get into that in a minute. I came prepared. Are you in quarantine? In quarantine. How's it going? No, I'm just picking back. That thing's hot. How's it going? All right. I got one in the car, too. I, I finally broke down and got a fancy mask. Ooh, fancy. I, I got an NPR one. Nice. It actually fits, fits really well because I was like, I'm going to just break down and get one that's good because uh, probably be for a while. Yeah, no, it's kind of. I had that one made, actually. Uh, one of my coworkers' mom was making a bunch of them. And I said, Yeah, I'll take one. And the next day I walked in and found it on my desk. And it is a heck of a lot more comfortable. Than- I, I just wanted one to fit to my face good. And, and this one definitely does that. Yeah, same here. Same here. The other ones don't. The other ones just. It feels like you barely have it over your face. Girl. Yeah. I got that. And then the, the uh, hashtag uh, defund NPR started trending on Twitter. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> the thing on my face didn't have to be any more political than it already was. <laughs> it is. Oh, well. But that's you, Monster Mallow. You got all the political stuff going on right now. It seems like it's a high time for being political. There's a lot to juggle. And, I mean, we knew 2020 was going to be bad in that regard. But, um, yeah. Yeah, extra helpings going into this one. No, no, this is a. There was a video Martha showed me the other day, and I, I forget. I've seen it before, but then they were like, "This is so far 2020." It's this older fisherman. I don't remember his name. Have you seen this? Where he'll do his thing, and they showed like all the blo- uh, all the bloopers, and he like will break oh, his- I actually saw that about an hour ago. Did you? Yeah. And he go, "Gosh darn it, <laughs> Dad Nabbit!" I actually want to talk about that. <laughs> I, I think we should start a fishing show. We should. Uh, and, looks, and it's literally just bloopers because we don't oh, – I don't know how to fish. I I am I am not a fisher. No, I think you got a lake fisherman. right there, so I, I wouldn't put it past you to know something. Exactly. You would assume with me having a lake so close to my house, I would know plenty about fishing. And the fact that my father was nothing but a fisherman all his life. All he wanted to do was go to a fish. And I hate – I hate the taste of fish. I hate fishing. I hate standing out beside the lake waiting to get a fish bite. The only way I could see that being fun is if I was completely intoxicated. Yeah. So I I think kind of along the same lines of uh, my Bob Ross uh, drunk painting show. (laughs) Yes. People who can't paint last year. I think it should be just like a fishing show. You don't have to be, be drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you do have to have zero knowledge of how to fish. Exactly. And then we just follow you, follow you into the lake with the cameras. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. And let hilarity ensue. Yes, I, I think we can make money off that. That's a, yeah. that's a solid yeah. idea right there. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll play well on YouTube or whatever. Yes. Yes. Uh, so. And I can see pe- pe- both demographics, you know, the whole country folks as well as uh, 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 city folks who would both enjoy that. Uh, entertainment because one would laugh at us for our lack of knowledge and one would laugh at us for our stupidity so there you go so 
if nothing else, it could be a like office style uh, mockumentary type of thing <laughs> about fishing. <clears throat> sure, sure. So, so Mr. Mal, how is your father day going? Pretty good, pretty good. Mm-hmm. I um, I had steak, <laughs> and uh, what? Oh, 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 which you know, we, we live near lots of cows, so that's not really anything out of the ordinary. Um, I I, I did sleep in, um, s- sort of. Uh, but the baby woke up at five o'clock this morning. I immediately fed the baby, went back to sleep, and then the baby woke up an hour later. I fed it, the baby again, and he went right back to sleep. And then I got to sleep in from like till like eight thirty actually, which kind of shocked me. So. And, and when you say you feed the baby, you mean you made him an omelet? No, no, I, uh, I, I did the bottle and just said, here you go, and then right, right, went right back to bed. I, uh, yeah, that's uh, one of those things. Yeah, I, I, I figured he was on the, like uh, three course meals at this point. He is, but I'm lazy at five o'clock in the morning when I can barely like see. Yeah. So I fumble my way through, find water, find the powder, shake it up real quick, and throw it to him, and say, there you go, and I go right back to sleep because yeah, that works. I'm lazy. But no, he is. He'll eat the joke. Uh, Martha actually told me uh, the other day. She goes, you know, I was looking at our finances, and the last like five months, our bills have almost doubled for food because <laughs> of him, because of of all the stuff we have to buy for him, and and because you know now when we order food, we have to get it for four people, or when we make food, we make it for four because he eats just as much as Marion almost now. It cracks me up. That's funny. Yeah. Hazel's finally gotten to the point where she decides that food is good. Oh, makes her eat it. So that's been an adjustment because in the past we just kind of like crunched up some things for her because you know she ate or she wouldn't anyways because mm-hmm. she's never big into that. Now she's we get something and she's like, "Hey, what'd you get me?" And we're just kind of like, "Oh, yeah, you want yeah. things too?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can't imagine that times two. It's yeah. And it's funny because you'll but like if we're watching TV and I'll be like eating something, I just went and got like a bunch of stuff. I'm sitting down, yeah. and I'm about to bite into it, and then a uh, little man's at my feet, like, "What the hell, dude? Where's my food?" And then you're <laughs> like, "Here, here you go, buddy. Here you go, buddy." He'll take about half my food and eat it. So, but I'll tell you something funny. I figured right, you, right. you get a kick out of this. So this is what my daughter got me for Father's Day. All right, it is a book. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm describing it to the audience. It says dad jokes and then yes. the punniest joke book ever. Yes. Sorry, it's in the reverse mode with the camera. So I, I immediately flipped it open because Martha makes fun of me because, you know, my I love to just be say something stupid and then just completely go even go worse with it. Like my favorite one, the most recent one, I, which I know you know, is like, you know, it's five o'clock in the morning. I was like, hey. And I told Martha seriously, like down the hallway, I was like, hey, did you hear about Steve Harvey? She goes, no, what happened? She goes, oh, him and his wife got in a big fight. I hear it's a family feud. Ah. And you could just hear the silence. And I am smiling big because I, I don't oh, care. Hey, and then you make that side cocked face of that. Zing. And then she wrote back, he goes, you're such a dad. Dad jokes. <laughs> And then, but I knew it was good because she immediately then posted on Facebook that what I just said. And so I was like, <laughs> so that's kind of the, the running gag here. So let me see if I can find anyone. I read one to her this morning that made her chuckle a little bit. What do you call a person who's happy on Monday? Not Garfield. No. Retired. Retired. Ah, <laughs> nice. Oh. <laughs> I used to work at a, ca- a calendar factory. 
But I got fired when I took a couple days off. <laughs> uh, enjoy whack that. Whack what does Dr. Jekyll do first thing every morning? Cleans his hide. Now he wakes up. Uh, dang it. Uh, see, it's stupid <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, uh, last one, last one. All right. There was a robbery at, a, at an Apple store today. Don't worry, they caught the guy using eyewitnesses. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you'll be here all evening. Yes. And that's just the first page, sir. I've still got like. 200 pages of jokes. A lot of them. 300, sorry. 300 pages. Ooh, too much fun. Anyway, so Ooh, that's my wow. joke for you. All right. So we, we missed West Virginia Day yesterday. We are trying to get a recording in, and yes. um, you, you, that combination of uh, laziness and dad reclusism and, and, and dad stuff. Yes. yes. Uh, just general being a dad happened. And, I did like the recording that came out today. I was very happy. We literally listen. threw it together. Like after talking to you, little, <clears throat> I was like, hey, so come here. Let's do this real quick. Yes. And that was talk. literally like, it was probably like posted 10 minutes after I talked to you. That that was good. I liked that. I sat there. <laughs> I was I was, I was was chuckling in my car whenever I was listening to it because I was going up to mom's when it kept popped up. I was like, <laughs> especially I like she got the bear. Brown bear, wrong, but the black bear, she almost got it right there. And then what? And then I like it. What's the what's the animal, Mothman? And I was like, nah. He's an insect. I figured I was at the height of my energy yesterday from being a West Virginian and, and celebrating that day. Mm-hmm. You know, the the natural occurring Mountain Dew coursing through my veins. Absolutely. You know, uh, I would rather have uh, the old school Mountain Dew in my veins and be shit faced, but that's another. Point. I know. I know. We're we're code red in here. Yeah, no, code no. red. Ba- back in the nineties, I bled LimeWire, LiveWire. Did you? I haven't had a crap in a long time. I don't think they make it anymore, to be honest. I, uh, I, actually, I, I couldn't drink it because it would make my chest hurt. <laughs> oh, really? See, yeah. That's why I have a hard time drinking Mountain Dew anymore. Anytime I drink Mountain Dew, I hurt. Yeah. And it, that's it, when it I, hurts to drink Mountain Dew. Yes. But the weird thing, just Mountain Dew. Like Monster, Red Bull, anything like that? Nothing. Yeah. It's, no, I, it's weird. I don't know. It, it's like... I don't know what's in Mountain Dew. I think the moonshine's actually better for you than what's in the actual Mountain Dew now. So you may be right. Yes. So at least at least everything in there is natural. Yes, I agree. I agree. So so you part so what did you do being a good old West Virginian on West Virginia Day? Uh, I uh, left the pepperoni roll out for the Mothman and uh, oh. Oh, well. you're the only person I know tries to attract the Mothman. Other people try to stay away from him. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a thing now. People want to, uh, you know, tear down the Confederate statues and put Mothman in place, which I'm, not I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, personally, I don't think Bad Boy gets enough credit. Um, that is true. Yeah. And I guess because he's probably under copyright where the Mothman is not, so it's probably true. the difference. Um, true. true. There is some dispute about where Bad Boy originated, not like copyright-wise, but like the cave. Yes. Um, the the two places are uh, the Lost World Caverns in Greenbrier County. Okay. And Hellhole Cave in Pendleton County. Really? Yeah, and it really kind of depends on who... I never uh, thought Bad Boy was one of our local legends, if you will. He's one of ours. Um, And I know this because uh, when Tracy was in the theater school in uh, WVU, they did a play called Bat Boy the Musical, (laughs) which was officially sanctioned by the Weekly World News, who's the copyright owner. And and in, in the research they post they posted in the the program that uh, Mothman or the Bat Boy is is found in a cave Hellhole Cave specifically in uh, Pendleton County, which Hellhole Cave is a real cave. Uh, it's one sounds that like it's hell to get there. <laughs> exactly. Well, they they have since sealed it off because uh, the Bat Boy's in there. They don't want him. <laughs> that's right. 
after it was all over, they just wanted to get him in there and seal just it up. Just get him in there and let's seal that side. Seal that portal to hell back closed. That's right. Uh, but no, the bats inside were getting the uh, white nose disease that was kind of running rampant through the bat population. So they, so they sealed it so those died off in the same Well, the, well they, they, they weren't wearing a mask or social distancing. <laughs> so, so we had to mask them off and social distance them. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but they are a cautionary tale. Well, you know, with those high-pitched screams, you know that's just going to even spread the infection much farther. And so, yeah, yeah we go on this whole day. They're probably all dead in there now. You know, <laughs> the Hellhole Cave was like an arena in Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm. which gets political again. Hey, speaking of Tulsa, I started uh, last night, ironically, after that uh, rally, uh, watching uh, The Watchmen. <laughs> what'd you think of it because hbo has it free right now that you yes, yes. Um, it is really damn good i told you and I, i'm only it, i'm only like halfway through it. it it sucks you in and i and i'll be honest with it talk to me afterwards i'm curious to see what you think of the ending all right of course i you know i am one who is familiar with the original source material the original and that's the thing the guy who made this was big and the guy who made this hated the movie and uh, just because I'm a nerd and I would listen to too many podcasts, but the big thing that they talked about in the uh, of the show I, when they interviewed the guy is he goes, I one of these people say you can't touch the source material. My biggest argument was not to do the TV show, not to do the movies. No matter what you do, you're gonna piss off some. But he goes, someone told me if I don't do it, they will find someone to make the show, and you're still gonna have it out there. Do you? So do you try to honor the, the source material as best you can, or do you not care, more or less? And that's exactly what he did. He's like, and he kind of sat down, and he goes, I'm going to take what I thought was really good with the source material and expand on certain things. So the so the hood, so the hooded, have you, are you up to the hood justice and all that stuff? I think I'm just getting into that. Um, okay, so you explain more of that guy's backstory. Okay. I just finished the episode where uh, the Silk Spectre comes into it. Yep, okay. 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 So you're, you're getting there. Yeah. And it just, I personally was like, what? And, and again, it makes me when I got done with, cause I never read the source material, but it makes me want to go back now and get the source material and read the books actually. I, now. I still need to find it. It's in my shed somewhere. It's just a matter uh, of digging in there and, and getting to it. Yeah. So but that it, was all for it. The comic's great. And, it, and I can see why it'd be so hard, hard to film because there's usually like three storylines being told simultaneously. Yeah. And it's no. just, it would be impossible narratively to keep up with that in a film. Yep. Have you heard the story about the uh, the number one movie uh, this past week? No, what is it? It's a movie called Unsubscribe. No. And it was written and filmed since the coronavirus breakout. Because someone was like, hey, you know, if we do this and uh, we, we find a th- any theater in the country that's willing to, to mm-hmm. play it, and then we'll buy out all the seats, but we won't go. We'll just buy out all the seats, and that way it becomes the number one movie. Because, you know, nobody's showing anything anywhere except drive-ins. Yeah. And so they did that, and it became the number one movie just based off that. Really? <laughs> yep. I've never even heard of this. Unsubscribe? Is it, like, really good and stuff? Or? Uh, well, seeing how it was, like, written and, and filmed and put out uh in the last three months it makes you think it's kind of like this kind of film like it's just two people talk screen oh yeah it, it, no. it's, it's shot just like this but it's actually a pretty in- interesting premise where it's I like know. uh people get on like a chat thing for like a contest but they're actually being tricked into doing something else 
Oh, I did think I saw that somewhere. And they're like getting killed and stuff. Yeah, something like that. It's like a, it's like a, it's like the cheapest kind of movie to make. We talked about this. Before. Well, yeah, like well, that's movie. kind of the point. You, you're a not really making movie. it for people to see it. You're making it just to be the number one movie. Well, and and that's the other thing too is yes, absolutely that. And so you go into the records books. I get that now. Yeah. But also the other thing too is if you want to make a cheap movie, always do horror. That's why there's so many of these, especially in the '80s, there were so many of those cheap horror movies that didn't cost anything that they made all the time. So I, I get it, I get it. But you know, at, at the, at the way that 2020 is going right now, we may see that as a Best Picture nominee just for lack of any other entries. You know, um, it, it may be Best Picture winner Sonic the Hedgehog. We don't know. Do you know what the current uh, top movie of the year is so far? No. It is Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> and there's a pretty good chance right now that that's not going to change because it made $200 million. You know what's funny? I watched Bad Boys for Life and I fell asleep well, half an hour into it. It's so sad. I feel so old right I, now. I almost did um, in Bad Boys too, so I, I, I get you there. Well, I like Bad Boys too, but I was in college though. You know what I'm saying? I was too, and I was kind of with it. Yeah. And then I thought the movie was over, but then they decided to do like a whole other half hour in Cuba. Yeah, no, that's one of those movies that should have ended a half an hour early. No, I agree. I agree. You always find those. What was? Yeah. Now you want to know what movie? Like the Return of the King. Yeah. Yeah, the Return of King could have ended uh, an hour early. It had ten, of course, to be fair, um, the Return of the King book, uh, yes. the ring gets destroyed halfway one. through the book. Exactly. No, and then the rest of it's them getting home, and then they have to fight people when they get home, too, because yeah. the whole uh, alternate reality you saw in the first movie actually does happen in the book. I'll tell you, I saw a movie today that made me feel super-duper old. Mike, you might actually feel old, too, when I bring it up. Have you seen City Slickers? Uh, yes. A long time ago? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was like ABC's movie of the week in gotcha. like the mid nineties. So yeah, it's been a while to refresh your memory. If you haven't seen this movie, it's about a man going through his, if you will, midlife crisis because he doesn't feel, you know, he's, he's starting to feel his age is coming to get him. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's starting this. he says, to his wife goes, this is the best I'm going to look. This is the best things are going to be. And after this point in my life, things are going down and he's just kind of broken down by life. How old do you think he is in the movie? 32. He is 38 years old. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, I'm 37. I don't feel like that. What the hell? Does... But he's sitting around talking about, you know, his kids are old, all this kind of stuff. And I'm sitting there going, and two things popped up. I'm like, I was like this movie. Cause I was rather, I love that movie when I was a kid, but that yeah. kind of pissed me off. Cause I am now that guy's age in the movie. And secondly, um, do you think now it's 2020, that movie came out in 1991, I think it was, or two. Yeah. Do you think people in their 30s now are a little bit more youthful, if you will, than the people in the 90s? Yeah, I don't think we – I feel like if I if I had a midlife crisis at this point, it would have been two years ago, so 36. So, mm-hmm. man, I guess – I mean, I'm not having anything full-blown. I think, I, you ha- I think you have points in your life where you feel defeated just because of the elements around you. Yeah, no, I get that. And and yeah, but I, and that's basically what happened to me. But I wouldn't consider that a midlife crisis. I, I do have these moments of man, I'm getting old. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Probably, about, I'm probably about halfway done at this point. You know, that, that was yeah. kind of thoughts. Yeah, I I, I thought I, I occasionally get the especially with dad because dad died when he was you know 62. Mm-hmm. So I'm like fuck, I've got maybe 30 years left, and then I'm 
right there with you know yeah. well, actually older but you get what i'm saying I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here going son of a bitch but um i didn't feel like that i don't feel like that guy right there you know like i don't, I'm not, I don't feel compelled to buy a ferrari or anything it's just yeah point. and, and right. i think the only thing that happens now and you tell me if you agree with this is we have life events that happen now a loss of parent you know you tracy lost her you know mom we kind of back those types of things kind of happen you know things like that seems like more tragedies start happening more does that make sense yeah. no that, that's exactly right you know once you start losing grandparents i think that's when it starts to escalate yeah although yeah. I, I lost a lot of childhood friends in my 20s yeah and, you told me that and but it, and the weird thing was that didn't affect me then Right now, the weight of that is only more than ever was. Now, that to be fair, the book I just finished is dedicated to them. Oh. So, so I, I think they weigh on my mind a lot because of that. But uh, sure, sure, that makes sense. The, the the ones that sting have been happening in my thirties. I get that. I, I would say I've had more more of a sting, if you will, as well. It just, yeah, I just haven't I haven't hit what that guy hit. You know what I'm saying? Where he just feels old yeah. and i'm like damn i don't feel old or useless anymore now, the, the way i do feel is um you, you get to the point in your life at least i have where i'm like you know i'm never going to be a celebrity yes that <laughs> is true yeah like 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 i am now getting to the point in my age where i always think to myself you know i, I was naive enough saying to myself you know there could be a time when i go out and and be a celebrity or be a, a, a someone big in the world or something like that like nationally known type person yeah and you're right i'm at the point right now where i'm like that's probably not going to happen so now i go back to well my focus has always been my friends my family and my community and i've really dug into the family thing since you become a dad and, and you know how that is and yeah. that stuff's going good but you know, that, those old dreams I had when I was in my early 20s, that's all kind of gone. But they're just like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, we can still keep trying, hope for the best, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, there was, a, there was a bar that I had for that kind of thing. Um, and, and there's there's later examples like uh, uh, Snape, uh, I can't think of his name. Um, he was in his like mid to late 40s before he uh, got big. Oh, see, I didn't know that. The one I go by is Harrison Ford. True. Who, he, was like, who, he, was, he was our age, right? When he first got. Yeah. So, so when Raiders of the Lost Ark came out in 1981, the year I was born, he was 39. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I will be 39 in a month. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I'm right. I need, I need to do a Raiders like movie right now. Mm, so, to, so to me, I'm, I'm right at the benchmark now of, of where, mm. I, where if, I, if I don't become famous, you know, at this point, I'm never going to be. Sure. And, you know, but, but looking at famous people these days, that's probably not so bad. Yeah. It, yeah. It'd, it'd be good to have, like, some popularity, but I don't think I want that kind of pressure because I feel like once you attain that, then you're forced to express your views on things, and I've never super been about that. No. Or I have, that. but I don't want to be that person. Sure. No, no, no. Or be under a magnifying glass the entire time. Yeah. No, I, I agree exactly. with that. I agree. I have never seen, and you've seen this before, but I have never seen more people, even in our area, completely divided on politics before in my life. Like, you know, every, and it seems like every year we talk about this, like, wow, there's a lot of people really divided with Trump and all this kind of stuff. But now with the, with the Black Lives Matter and, and all that kind of stuff, you're just like, wow. And it's kind of like people are just nasty. And I, for the first time ever, and going through and literally just saying, 
nope, unfriend, 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 unfriend. Uh, and it's sad to say, but it's it's not because I'm like that person's wrong. That guy, but I'm just like that. I don't want to listen to them. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Um, I unfollowed a lot of people in 2016. Oh. And um, I, I I don't unfriend. There's maybe been two that ever that I've unfriended, and it's been for not political reasons personal reasons but mostly like one, one lied to me and it pissed me off yeah and the other uh i can't remember yeah i get that mostly yeah i agree with that most of mine have actually been un- unfollowed but uh, now and then there's no one or two that i was like no i'm i don't know what the uh, nope i don't need to see any of that kind of stuff so yes, i don't I, I unfriend in those right there I unfollow mostly, but uh, there's a couple who I, I will just snooze for 30 days at a time because yes. I, I appreciate their opinion, but I don't want a whole lot of their opinion. Exactly. That's that's kind of my thing, too, where I'm laying there going, I, and I'll do the whole thing. I see where they're coming from, but I think they're being very biased and not looking at all the sides or whatever the case may be. And stuff, so. yeah. They're never going to be a public face for anything, or, no. or I, I hope they don't because... It, they're half the business that they're going to want to get. Yeah. No, it's funny. Cause, um, I've noticed my wife, she's become, my wife never used to say anything. She used to just always be one who just posts articles and let the articles kind of speak for themselves yeah. and she didn't say anything. But now since the whole black lives, black lives matter is hit, she's starting to post more and starting to make comments and starting to say, and they're not like attacking comments. Like you're a fucking idiot. But they're more of like, this is actually the source. I don't know why they're saying this. This is actually the news. They're taking this out of context or whatever the case. It's not really an argumental point of view, but it's kind of like a, here's the logic. Maybe if you take five minutes and read some of the stuff you're saying, you realize maybe there's a little bit of flaws, what you're saying, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, there's a lot of heavy issues going on these days, and it's yeah, hard to... Uh, it's hard to really mentally wrap your mind around all of it at one time. Oh, I agree. I agree. I would not. Uh, yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is definitely interesting, especially where we live, because where we live, I wouldn't say is, you know, like the quote unquote, like deep south, if it, if you will, like, you know, where I don't think you're going to see too many crosses on fire around here or too many uh, uh, lynchings or anything crazy like that. Or we don't hear about a police going around. I occasionally hear someone get killed and, they, and you want to hear the whole story. But for the most part, you don't really hear around here a lot of police beating up people or anything like that that I, I'm aware of. But... Uh, uh, it, it is interesting. I, I do find that uh, you'll find, I don't know, pretty much three types of people I've seen around here. You'll find people who are very much pro Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, you know, treating people with respects. And you have anti Black Lives Matter. You know, these are hoodlums, these are riots, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And then I, I find people who are, how should I put this? They're ignorant. And that makes them slightly worse. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. And and that's the I, I've I've noticed that a lot more in like conversations I've had with people. And I don't say anything because I'm not gonna start a fight. And I, I don't know. Right. You tell me. Have you ever had a fight with someone? And at the end of that fight, the person turns around and says, "You know what? You're absolutely right. I was wrong. What I was thinking, and I agree with you." No, that doesn't yeah, happen. Never happens because people are people are sure of themselves and people are 
people for the most part are entitled and people don't want to think that they're the bad guys and they want to think well if people just thought like me the world would be fixed and everything and that's that's a problem you know I the biggest thing i would say that i see now is folks who are ignorant and they'll say something completely racist or completely ignorant of how mean they are and don't even realize they're doing it. I, I was telling you this the other day. Want me to tell the quick Martha story real quick? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. The one story Martha told me that just kind of really hit home with how I think things are around here is when she was growing up, there was a teacher who was always impressed with her work and always was like very, very shocked how well Martha did. Martha got straight A's on everything, all this kind of stuff. Every day she would just go up to Martha and says, I am super impressed with how well you are doing. This is incredible. And she's like, oh, thank you. And all this kind of stuff. And finally one day she made the comment and said, you know, I am just shocked. You are like one of my straight A students and I am just blown away, especially with your disadvantage. And Martha's like, oh, thank you. And then kind of walked away and stuck with her all day. She goes, what disadvantage is she referring to? And, of course, Martha, you know, she comes from the city. And that's kind of always what Martha kind of, you know, judges herself with is she's a city girl. Kind of that's her thing why she always feels like she's outsider. She's not from here. She's from the city. And she came here, you know, so young. And so she told her dad. And her dad asked that teacher the next day. He goes, I, I heard you were giving my daughter compliments and stuff. But what disadvantage are you referring to? And the response was, oh, because, you know, Martha's black. And usually black people don't do that well in these types of subject matters and stuff like that. And kind of blew her dad away. He goes, well, first, that shouldn't really matter. And secondly, uh, she's not half black. She's actually half Mexican or she's from Mexico and Mexican descent. And that was even more shocking to the person. Like, well, that's even more impressive. That she was able to do that. And that's kind of what you have here. You have people who do not realize that some of the things that were culturally okay for many generations isn't really culturally okay anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just the fact that you, you would say to somebody's dad, Hey, your daughter's going great. Despite that disability she has, yeah. no matter what the disability is, that's, that's pretty staggering to say just to begin with. Yeah. And, and, and it wasn't like she was like, Oh, she you know, was like trying to be mean to her. Yeah. She, just she didn't know. in her heart honestly felt like, wow, I am just blown away with how good she's doing. This is a wonderful thing. I just can't believe it, especially with the black thing going on, and I'm, and and not realizing that is that's being, you know, that's being judgmental. That is uh, putting up uh, what's what's word to look for, Mike. That is, besides um, saying just it's racist, but it's pretty much a form of racism because you're not yeah. judging a person on the work, but by the skin color. It's yeah. it's like uh, not so much white guilt as like white ignorance. White ignorance, which, yeah. which uh, you know that's that's a harsh way to say it too. But I, I guess it, I mean, that works in that sense, I guess. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people. And that's and that's the biggest thing I would say is you know everyone's got points, everyone makes points, but and that's perfectly fine. But I often say think before you act because what might have been okay. The uh, what's that Disney cartoons uh, song of the South? Yeah. Have you, and, and, you know, I used to sing that song all the time as a kid. <laughs> and then, you know, recently I realized, why well, that song was not okay. Or not that song, but that that movie was not okay anymore. Uh, even if you, like, watch Dumbo or uh, yeah. um, Lady and the Tramp, even, there's, there's a lot of stereotypes in there. Yep. Um, it, it's just shocking because it's, 
it's things that were okay 50 years ago that still wasn't right back then but now as a culture as a society we've kind of or we should at least grow and realize that some of the things that were considered okay are not exactly the best thing to say but people don't want to do that people want to say that we're we're changing history and everything. It's not changing history. It's it's called being it's being it's being mindful to other people's feelings. Mindful and, and inclusive to everybody. Yes. And uh, yeah. speaking of history and white ignorance, um, here here are three things I didn't know until like within the last five years. Okay, go for it. All right. So the uh, first of all, since we mentioned Tulsa earlier, the Tulsa massacre in 1921. Yes. Uh, didn't I learned about- that too, like in last year or so. In, in, in the last five years, I, I knew nothing about it until then. Me either. And, and I was like, completely now that, yeah, no, no. I'm like, why was that not a thing we learned in history class? <clears throat> exactly. Um, uh, so that's, that's number one. Uh, number two, Juneteenth, I didn't know till like two years ago. I did not know Juneteenth until like this past year. I hate to say it. I was like, what? And I remember saying to Martha, what's Juneteenth? And she's like, it's when the blacks in Texas found out they were emancipated. I was like, oh, or free. Not emancipated, but free. And I'm like, oh, I did not know that. Because apparently they were the last slaves to find out they were actually free, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, in Texas, yeah. I'd also like to acknowledge that we've had back-to-back-to-back holidays this, this weekend. It was really? Ju- it was Juneteenth and West Virginia Day and then Father's Day. <laughs> there you go. And I guess the, the, the first day of summer is in here somewhere, too. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Which I guess oh. was yesterday. Um, so the, and the third thing, and this one is the most embarrassing to me, and, and this is something I, I had suspected for a long time but didn't confirm until a couple weeks ago. Jim Crow, not actually a person. Oh, really? Yeah. You always hear like Jim Crow laws, and I was like, "Man, that Jim Crow must have been a bad dude." Is that just so? Why was it called Jim Crow? I, See, I, now I'm showing my ignorance. I think it's based on one of those like black caricature characters, uh, um, like Uncle Tom and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, okay, it's that kind of okay, interesting. So, okay, so th- this has been more of a Black History Month in February. <laughs> for, for, for I have to say, yes, I agree. I've learned more about the stuff that I just did not know. Like, yeah. I really did not know. I knew Song of the South was about the Br'er Rabbit and his stuff. And I always assumed that the reason why it was offensive was because some of the characters were like Black stereotypes. But I did not realize until the other week that I was like reading through and looking at it. Now, it's about happy slaves on a on a plantation. Yeah. And how they're they love being slaves and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, I can see why that's bad now. It kind of makes me want to watch Django instead. Yeah, no, that's the joke. I'll I get done like like I watched Twelve Years a Slave, and immediately was like, I got to put Django on now because I I am furious and I need to see a black guy with a gun shoot in the south. Yeah. One last point I want to make on this, and then we'll uh, close it off. I think is um, sure. You know, as this was erupting, um, I was working on the last edits to uh, my book, uh-huh. which, you know, is an Appalachian tale. Mm-hmm. And as an Appalachian tale, it's a pretty white book. Like the books I've written in the past, I purposely don't put color or skin in it because I want whoever is reading it to be able to graft their own identity onto those characters. So I, I purposely uh-huh. don't put race or color in, in those books, at least. Sure. Yeah, because, because this book was very Appalachian. It, it's hard to get away with that. Sure, because most of the characters are going to be white because of where we're at. Yeah, yeah. I do have white characters. I do have 
one or two uh, African-American characters. And, and so as I was going through the final edits, I was like, I want to really make sure I get this right and not say something that just sounds ignorant or dumb. And, and so I, I really went back with that frame of mind. Gotcha. The main bad guy, um, I, I originally wanted him to have like racist tendencies, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't, really didn't want to write any of that. Sure. So he, he's more uh, biased against Italians than anything. Interesting. Okay. So, so t- to take the edge off that a little bit. Sure. Um, and, Who would have uh, thought we live in a time in a, in a time where you're like, you know what? Just to make it easier, I'm going to be biased against Italians. <laughs> a lot of our friends are Italian, so exactly. Never, I was going to say. Italian. I was going to say. Forty years ago, that's like the worst thing to be because. <laughs> Everyone was afraid of Italians, but but I've also got like German and Spanish language references in it. So I've I've got multicultural stuff in there. It's it's just uh, you know in that in that last bit, I really want to make sure I got things right with it. And, and I actually the story that I told, there's an anecdote in there about the first time the character experiences racism, yeah, like sec- secondhand. And uh, this is based off a real event that I saw, like when oh, I was really? yeah. So this has been a heavy episode of West Bipod. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's been a month. What can we say? It's been forever. A, a lot got, happened in these million years. I know. We gotta we gotta get back to meeting at least every other week like we have been. But yeah, I'm out damn of damn procrastination. Yeah. What's that? I'm out of a routine for everything. Oh, me too, buddy. I, that's the, that's what that's what I was telling I think mom today. I was like, it's just weird because I just don't feel like myself anymore because we've been doing this COVID stuff so long and yeah. you just don't feel like your normal self. And right. and I and I think that's it's it's I think everyone's just tired. Everyone is a little cranky. Everyone's a little isolated and everyone feels a little hurt. And and then with the riots and with the police brutality that's going on and people dying and. Oh my God. I just, it's just, people are just done and you hate to see it. I mean, it, I think it's necessary. This is one one of those things that's probably very necessary for change to occur. Absolutely. But uh, no one wants to say that, but it's true. Well, that's not true. Well, half the crowd won't say it. The other half is saying that people are just getting upset for no reason. But when but you start looking at the evidence, it's hard to argue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, but the thing is, there's a lot more voices every time. Exactly. Exactly. And eventually those voices will drown out everything else. Exactly. And it always happens this time. It goes back when you have a minority or when you have a group of people who are being persecuted and being unfairly treated, it just builds and builds and builds. And and you can look through history. I mean, the argument used to be Rome was the persecutors. Rome was the monsters. Rome was the ones doing to the Jewish people and all this kind of stuff. And that's when they thought, well, Jesus is going to come and take care of it. And what does Jesus actually do is he, he not to get too religious, but he not only not only does he defeat them, but he defeats it the one way they never saw it coming. And that is after, what, two, three hundred years, the entire... Uh, empire becomes christians which yeah. no one's all that gonna you know thought that systematic was change systematic change literally overnight yeah and and that's kind of yeah exactly and that's kind of the that you just don't know about history there's major events that occur that and you don't see it happening i mean who would have thought painting a cross on a shield would change a a religion and change the entire world to become christians you know what i'm saying it's just yeah. that I don't know. I find that stuff interesting. And I think we're in that now, you know? Yep. Systematic change. Systematic change. That's a good stopping point. Yep. All right. I guess I already did the outro, so I can just say goodbye and then do the intro because we haven't actually done that yet.
That's right. So I guess we need to call it open because nothing was funny up until that point. Well, I, I did throw out some dad jokes for you. You That's want to here? Let's do another random dad joke for you to get you started. With this. All right. All right. <clears throat> are, are, are we taking it? Are we taking it in on the dad joke? You can take it in and out. How about we end on a high note? All right. Take it out on the dad joke, and then we'll take it in on the dad joke. <laughs> All right. Here's a here's a dumb one, but I'll say it anyways. What did the lawyer name his daughter? Justice. Nope. Sue. Ah. West by Pod is a production of Pendleton New Media, LLC.